Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Now, last year started with expectations of a recession, but it did end with forecasts of a soft landing. Overall, 2023 presented a tumultuous journey marked by economic and financial upheavals. However, robust growth in real spending played a crucial role in maintaining relatively tight labor market conditions, defying earlier predictions. So with about a month into the new year, what's expected with Singapore's market? Will the growth tailwinds of 2023 continue into 2024? What are some sectors that investors should be keeping an eye on this year? To find out more, I'm joined by Thilan Wickramasinghe, who is the head of equity research at Maybank Securities. Thilan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me. Thilan, you know, we did a recap of the year back in 2023. Now, you know, to end 2023, Singapore's market ended flat, outperforming some of its regional rivals, but underperforming North Asia and North America. What would you say were some of the, you know, growth tailwinds that affected Singapore markets last year? Sure. So I think it was a glass half full market last year for Singapore. Mm. The SCI managed to outperform regional rivals like the KLCI and the Fed in Thailand, where there was quite a bit of election uncertainty as well as lower reopening tailwinds. It underperformed North Asia, particularly Japan, which had super easy monetary conditions, and the U.S., where the soft landing narrative actually got a lot stronger. Plus, the U.S. market enjoyed some big fiscal stimulus from the likes of the Chips Act, as well as the Inflation Reduction Act, as well. So, all of those helped outperform Singapore. Okay, then will such growth tailwinds continuously affect our markets, or will they likely dissipate this year? We think growth will be slower for Singapore this year. Okay. Overall, we expect earnings per shares to expand by around three percent in 2024 versus the big 18 percent growth we saw in 2023. Uh, part of this, obviously, is a high base effect, where last year the banks enjoyed some very strong margin from rising interest rates, and also a lot of the industrial sector got a boost from new order wins. We think interest rates. Having peaked, the same momentum will not be there for the bank. Now, having said that, we think there is potential for our forecast to be upgraded as the year progresses. This is driven by potential interest rate cuts. Semiconductor inventories are being rebuilt again after being drawn down last year. And we're also expecting bigger order books for sectors like offshore marine, alternative energy, and also more tourist arrivals into Singapore as well. Mm, I see. You know, usually they say the month of January sets the tone on how markets will fare for the rest of the year. So, Thilan, given how markets or Singapore markets specifically have fared so far, what's your outlook on Singapore's market? If you look across Southeast Asia, we have seen some strong openings to the year from countries like Malaysia, uh-huh. the Philippines, and Vietnam. Indonesia, Thailand, Singapore are lagging. But if you drill down to Singapore, mm. what is really, you know, kind of weakening are the interest rate sensitive sectors like the REITs and the banks. We think this is partly because there's still a lot of uncertainty around when interest rate cuts will finally arrive. You know, is it March? Is it going to be May? And so on. On an overall basis, we think there is upside to Singapore. And we actually have a year-end 
STI target of 3,290, which is about a 5% higher than where it is now. Plus also a macro forecast, uh, you know, indicating that GDP will actually accelerate for Singapore this year to about 2.2% versus around 1.1% last year. Mm, I see. So for investors navigating markets in 2024, what would you say are some key themes investors should look out for, you know, the themes that would enhance Singapore's regional hub status? Yeah, so this is where we have a lot of confidence in the market and also where a lot of our excitement is. Mm. Uh, We see four big themes that will drive the market's medium-term earnings and valuation. It will actually fundamentally shift the way Singapore's earnings and valuations are seen. The first is corporates and GLCs restructuring their businesses to deliver better return on invested capital. Uh We saw this accelerating since the 2020s. The world has fundamentally changed post the COVID pandemic. And we've seen companies, they've been hiving off on the performing units and monetizing latent assets. And the market has broadly liked this. If you look at the first batch of GLCs who actually restructured, they've actually outperformed SDI by around 15%. The second is Singapore will see a bigger share of sustainable investment uh, flows coming in. If you look at the last three years, global ESG investments have averaged around 500 billion US dollars every year. That's the same size of the Inflation Reduction Act in the US happening every year. And as I mentioned, the IRA is one of the factors that's actually helping to keep the S&P going as it is. Singapore has a lot of low ESG risk companies. So we actually expect the market to actually get more than its fair share of investment in this segment. The third is we expect more regional M&A by Singaporean companies as they look to buy growth, especially given that domestic growth is slow. This will be supported by a strong thing dollar as well as cheap regional valuation. And finally, we think that AI will help companies increase efficiency that drive new revenues. Many large caps have already been investing early in the cycle, and Singapore's got a very comprehensive national AI policy, so that will also be quite supportive. Mm-hmm. If you actually look at just the banking sector, we have seen a 20-plus percent increase in revenues per employee, so basically productivity and efficiency over the past six years, uh, which we think partly was contributed by AI and tech. Okay. So given those themes, what sectors do you see thriving in 2024? I think the sectors that are exposed to earnings upgrades that are linked to medium-term themes that we just talked about will outperform. So some sectors will include sectors like gaming, industrial, internet, the streets, services, as well as transportation companies, telecom and tech manufacturers. Mm, Okay, then what sectors are expected to be laggards then? I think we are more neutral to negative for sectors like the banks, healthcare, property developers and plantations. Okay, I see. So what lessons then can we learn from, you know, last year to mitigate the risk of the market this year? Do you have some tips that you have for investors? I think one of the main lessons is to stay invested and have conviction. We saw a lot of investors switching to cash and realizing losses in the process back in 2023, particularly in the early parts. But there were many opportunities to add to portfolios last year that would have actually generated better returns than cash. So I think investors should adopt an approach of picking high conviction stocks that are geared towards some of these themes that we talked about going into 2024. 
Okay. And before we let you go here, Thilon, are there any other key things investors should look out for in the next couple of days or weeks that could move Singapore's markets? Sure. I mean, we're heading into the fourth quarter results season. So I think this is an important period to keep an eye on markets. Key area that we will be watching for is how input costs or the operating costs are doing and whether most of the you know, sort of inflation hikes and interest rate hikes have already been baked in. Plus, we'll also be watching out for revenue guidance from management, especially with competing forces of a weak China and a soft landing U.S. And finally, over the next few weeks, we'll be watching out for snippets of what is coming out on the Singapore budget, which is expected on the 16th of mm. February. This will provide some markers on how issues such as inflation, cost of living, domestic consumption will pan out for the year. I see. Well, thank you so much, Thilan, for your time and your insights today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Thilan Wickramasinghe, who is the head of equity research at Maybank Securities. I'm Hong Ben Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.